You got three things in life when you're born. What your mama tells you, what the streets teach you, and what the future holds, which no one knows. That's the one you got control of. Way more chemical than political PTSD from what I weighed on the digital It was snowfall and Reagan gave me the visual Obama opened his doors knowing I was a criminal Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to Snow School, man I am Spike Lou, it's dwindling down to the end If you didn't know, you're checking in for the first time Where have you been, first and foremost Secondly, this is the official, unofficial podcast Of the FX series Snowfall We're going to give you a scene-by-scene breakdown Tell you our favorite performances of the week And also rate the episode Give you some predictions on what happens next for the finale This week, I got my guys with me from FSP fame, my guy, Coach Locke. What's up, brother? What's happening, man? I'm glad to be here. Finally got to make an appearance in the school. Been listening and checking it out from the beginning, so I'm glad to be here for sure. We happy to have you, man. Happy the class is in session, man, making this a real real official collab with my guy, Sean Walsh, Little Rock's own. What's up, brother, man? What's going on, brother? Glad to be here, man. I'm enjoying these uh, reviews on snow on Snowfall, uh, one of the best shows out. So, yeah, man, glad to be a part Absolutely. of it again. Let's do it. Unfortunately, man, we're coming to the end of this episode yeah. nine. Yeah. It was entitled Sleeping Dogs, directed by Carl Seaton. Each one of these episodes, guys, has had a new director. That's kind of strange for a series. Well, I don't know if that's strange. Now, I ain't done a lot of research on it, but the way it stays cohesive together through nine episodes, each with being a different director. I got to tip my hat to that. So if you're joining us again for the first time, if you've been here, you know how this thing goes. First, we'll start off last week. What did you guys think about the episode before we get into episode nine? What about episode eight for y'all? Any takeaways since you didn't get to join us last week? Start off with you watch. Uh, I thought episode eight was uh it was one of those setup episodes you know mm-hmm. where they set the stage for what's to come so to speak so uh it was good i mean i think i gave it um if i was scoring it i gave it a seven out of ten nice you know, like so, what you got um, yeah yeah um i probably gave it a seven and a half um they can't they couldn't go out balls to the wall yet because they knew they still had some episodes left but there did some things happen in episode nine that i think were rushed that they mm. might have could have put a little bit in episode eight, though. Okay. We're going to get but, to that. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. breakdown. You guys know what I thought about the episode. If you checked out last week, stood out for me. I liked it. I, I think that they've had a really strong season. I'm sad to see this about to end. So let's hop right into it. Uh, it kicks off with where we started last week. They've done a great job this season of just picking up where you left off. You ain't got to start the first five or ten minutes wondering what happened with last week. Boom, we right in the mix. Franklin right there talking to T. She breaks down to Franklin how her whole setup plan with man boy came about. Um, and she tells him about the double cross and what she was planning to do. Is she convincing enough in this scene for you guys not to just have shot her? Yeah, I did. yeah, I, I'll go for it. Yeah, man, I, I think I think she was convincing because she really tugged on the heartstrings of Franklin by telling him how. Uh, you know, what their background was and how, you know, they've known each other for a little while and she just kind of overlooked them Mm -hmm. um, back in the day. So, yeah, I I thought it was, I thought it was good enough for Franklin to to spare her, you know, her life in this instance. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree because she played on the whole thing about how when they were young and they were together that he basically got 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 the draws, like he says in Martin, and then he got left him alone, got the draws, <laughs> and then he moved on. So she threw it up up in his face saying it wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. But then also she brought up how her brother got beat up by the boys from Compton. And if you go back in the other episodes, Franklin is always asking about how her brother is. So she knew that he clearly was checking on her brother and wanted her brother to be okay. So bringing that up saying, they break, beat up my brother because I wasn't going to do it. I think that kind of helped her case a little bit. Mm. I disagree with both of you guys. Shoot that bitch. <laughs> Shoot her right there, nigga. Only, the nigga, only way funny. I keep her around, and they did, they got some some intel and were able to set man boy up. But, man, it would have took a lot because her reasoning wasn't there. 
I get what you say about the brother lock. I understand about the hundred thousand dollars, but Franklin ultimately had the ultimate close on her. Like, bitch, why didn't you just come to me? One, I got more than a hundred thousand dollars. I got more connections than man, boy. At the end of the day, if you had just told me what was going on, you would have been on the best of this. Instead, you went the long way to get to the wrong end of what she was trying to get to. And I just agree with Franklin. We said, bitch, you should have just told me what he was trying to do. You knew I would have been open for it like that, that. That just made more sense to me. I ain't finna sit here and play with you about your brother and $100,000. <laughs> Bitch, I got more money than God. Come tell me what you want, like he said. So oh, now like, wait, think, now hold on. Wait, now you see, that, that was a trick question. You didn't ask what yeah. I done with Franklin did. You said, oh, I think she, she pled she her case. Enough. Yeah. That, she pled her case. That's she fair. A case, she did plead her case, but I just was not convinced. And I oh, was shocked at bitch. Was I you convinced? No, no, I definitely agree with Franklin would have said the same thing. You could have yeah, told me right. and this could have been easily could have. Yeah, we yeah. could have made this a lot easier, bitch, than you having a strap to your head about peaches in here. For sure. Uh, <laughs> so we go to the next scene, man. Franklin gets a page after that, or excuse me, during that scene, tells peaches to stick right there uh, with T. Franklin goes down to the projects. Jerome is on a rampage. Louis got shot. Jerome ready to get to the action. Leon calls Franklin as he was instructed to, told him to come down here. Hey, man, Unc Wilder. Franklin gets down there, tries to stop Unc, and Franklin gets what he's been deserving this whole goddamn season. An ass whooping. Alden or whatever. What is his nigga daddy name? Alton? He should have whooped his ass like this. But being at this Unc, you got more free reign to just whoop that ass. He actually took it easy on Franklin, I think. He did. But he did. I did. I respect Franklin you know, for the position that he took, because he know he know he can't fuck with him, but he still did what he needed to do. And then the reasoning saying when your mom, well, excuse me, when your wife and my mom, your sister ask what I did to stop you, I'm going to tell him everything I could. I think that was a very powerful line. Mm-hmm. How did this scene hit with you guys? Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, man. I mean, I think that's that was the whole point of Franklin. He was like, I, Franklin knows that he's not going to, you know, beat up Unk. I mean, not only is Franklin smaller and wounded at this point in time, Unk is just, you know, he's just a beast with it, bro. Yeah. So, you know, Franklin proved his point. Yeah, he yeah, he's old. Work. He bought that life. Yeah, yeah. Franklin proved his point. He said, listen, man, you know, if you're going to do this, you can go out knowing the fact that you beat my ass to do it. So, and I did everything I could to stop you from doing it. So, here we are. Yeah, that was respectable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. First, first of all, when Franklin left and told Leon to call me if he tries to leave, I knew that wasn't going to work in the first place. I knew it was <laughs> nothing that Leon's going to be able to do to stop Unk from going to do what he was going to do. So I knew Franklin's going to have to come back. But like you mentioned, the only thing that saved him and stopped is when he said that and Jerome thought about, oh, yeah, they're going to be like, he did try to stop me and I did it anyway. And he thought about how it would leave them out there by himself if he did, because he started to realize I am going to go get killed because they know they are waiting on me. But yeah, you got to think about it. They hint back to this in a couple episodes back when Leon got into it with the other OG and he was trying to fight. Leon was like, oh man, it ain't but a few of those left that's trying to squab up. Mm -hmm. They ain't shooting, they fighting. And that's where Jerome comes from. So you know Jerome got them hands, exactly. Right. Like he showed it, he hit him in the shoulder and basically made it where he couldn't lift his arm for a little minute. I don't know if y'all peeped that. Yeah. Hit him right there in his shoulder and he was like, ah, he couldn't even move his shoulder no more. Took him down. Yeah, so I tell you, what I love about Unk's character being the moral compass, not necessarily the one that you would always expect the moral compass to be this scene reminded me of early on when Franklin had got it to rolling and him and Unc were discussing the splits and he was like nigga I'm 50 50 partner with you right not intending for Franklin to say yes but intending for Franklin to negotiate with him and own the fact that you're a kingpin and you got to do what you need to do to survive in this game this is similar to me. Like, he know he can beat Franklin ass, and he wanted to see, in my opinion, okay, how far are you going to go to push your line? Like, you supposed to be the boss. I whoop your ass out here all day. But Franklin was still able to stand up and do what he needed to do, just like when he negotiated with Uncle for his splits and Uncle was trying to get 50-50, and he t- talked him down, I think, to like 20 or 30% or something like that. Mm-hmm. He was going into it wanting that 20 or 30%, but he wanted to see how far Franklin going to let his nuts hang with his uncle. 
because that's going to give him a lot of information if he can make it in this game. So I always like that Unk is the one to test Franklin and keep him on his P's and Q's, even if he ain't necessarily agreeing with his decision. Were y'all surprised that Franklin landed one punch? I was. <laughs> that's why I say he was being easy on it, man. He could have beat the man. A nigga not on a cane not finna play with me, dog. No. Like, you're not finna play with me on that cane, my nigga. I will beat the shit out of you with that cane. Like, just flat the fuck out. So I, I, I think people giving him a pass. Question I wanted from you guys before we go to the next scene, as the crew was standing around watching Franklin get his ass whooped, is this going to, or would this affect morale moving forward? People look like, man, this nigga got his ass whooped by Hunk, man. I ain't taking no, I ain't taking no goddamn orders from this nigga. And Unk kind of being the proxy man in charge. How y'all feel about that? Nah, because all them niggas know that Uncle Whip is single one of their ass. The <laughs> only one, the only one that might give Unk a problem is Peaches. Yeah, because the old it. army background. Yeah, but, but what about, I'm talking about the lack of respect the niggas gonna have for Franklin though. Nah, because they know he stood up. He would have whooped their ass too. Yeah, he stood up for himself. Now, if he would have just been like, all right, man, you got it and walked away, they'd be like, oh, this nigga bitch. I ain't even listening to him mm. no more. But the fact that he stood up, you know what I'm saying? I think they'll respect him more because they know Unc they knew Uncle's finna whip his ass. Yeah. Right. And then plus they also know that that's family. So, you know, with that part being said, as soldiers, they have to understand it's like, okay, yeah. Franklin had the guts enough to go in and take that ass whooping. It wouldn't be the same outcome if he was one of them. Right, y'all niggas gonna get shot. Right, right. Damn, man. <laughs> y'all niggas trying to square up. Y'all gonna get killed. He probably had to let that be known for the parking lot when they left. Like I'm gonna let any one of y'all niggas know if y'all thinking this, I'm shooting y'all. We ain't fighting. Uh, that leads us to the scene where Franklin meets back up with T. Uh, they set the plan in motion to set Man Boy up. Were you guys surprised? that Jerome went along with this, like the, the whole planning to, to go with Khadija, because obviously he was upset at the table. You could tell he was reluctant to do it. Were you guys surprised as far as his viewers of the show? Would you have written it different? Do you guys think he went along with this too easy? Just changing, nah, I don't want to kill him. I'm going to go with your plan. No, nah, I, I wasn't surprised, man. You, you know, you have to go into the mind frame of, yeah, I, I use the reference Fox is going to Fox, you mean in the network? And this is one of those situations, man. It's like you have to understand that there are things that are going to happen that you may not necessarily do in real life, so to speak. This is one of those instances. It's like, okay, this is a part of the story to get it moving along. Uh, So I wasn't surprised that that he agreed to do it. It's just just a part of this storytelling process. So, so no, I, I didn't take I didn't take that too far. Yeah, I didn't either because it's like he came to terms and understood what's best for the the business. He knows he has to do this because if they don't, it's going to just go a different way. It's going to make things even worse. And now it's kind of, if we go this route, it'll be easy to go in and handle it and then get back to business. Even though he's upset, clear, you can see. And he looks like Doughboy from Boys in the Hood in this scene to me. That's funny as hell to me. That, <laughs> yeah. that curl is, man, they have a rough time with that wig on that curl for Jerome these last two episodes, man. It's been rough for him out here. Uh, he's done a great job acting. Speaking of acting, before we go to this next scene, was T convincing, like she convinced Franklin in the beginning, was she convincing enough on this phone call for Man Boy, or was he right to suspect something was afoot? Uh, you mean, go ahead. Talking about when she called Man Boy and said, that Yeah, when she called, okay, she was like, Yeah, this did Franklin said this and that, and he was obviously, you know, sus- suspect of it. Right rightfully so like did she sound convincing to you would you have been fooled how would you have played this no i it wasn't that convincing to me because she kind of i kind of feel like she was making it up as she go she was going along she didn't really put a lot of thought into before she made that call like he was like yeah you say you're gonna do it so all of a sudden that you done it now all of a sudden just that fast so i don't think she was that convincing and we'll get into that later on facts she convinced you watch no, no, I agree. I, I think she was <laughs> she was going off the top of the gnome. And, and actually, I think she was really saying verbatim the same thing she had told Franklin. <laughs> yeah. And then he <laughs> was right. I, 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 sometimes it's far fetched when a character figures some shit out when you watch the TV. Like, How the hell did he know that? But right. listening on, in on that conversation, if I'm man boy, I would have thought the same thing. Like this bitch yeah. got something. Like, nah, right. Nah. It wasn't enough there. So I agree with you guys there. From there, we go to the setup, Irene, excuse me, we go from the setup to Irene doing a radio show 
with my man in the uh, Black Panther hat, <laughs> Smooth, DJ Smooth over there. Uh, Alton set up this radio interview for her. She went on the radio interview, threatening to out the CIA, threatening to release more information. The scene ends with Reed visibly angry at what she did. The writing's on the wall right here, right? We know what's going to happen. We see this from a mile away. She's just yeah. digging her own grave, right? Absolutely, man. This is one of those predictable moments here where, like you said, you can see the writing on the wall. Uh, Irene, for some odd reason, is just hell-bent on trying to get this story out with, but she can only do so much, you know what I mean? So it's just like, like right now, it's just it's just all gossip. Until she can name names and hold people's feet to the fire, this is just more, it just comes across as more tabloid to me. Mm. And maybe that's me thinking in 2021. I mean, maybe mm. stuff was different back then, but it just seems desperate at this point. So, so yeah, I mean, the right was on the wall with her. Facts. Yeah, when, when he slapped that radio, I was like, well, that, <laughs> that's it. He's had enough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Read too much of a beast to let that shit slide. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, 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 he already gave it a warning in the past episode. He told, he said, look, I'm, you're going to wake up from this. But if you mm. keep on, you ain't going to wake up no more. And so, she didn't. And she didn't uh, heed to that warning. And characters like this always confuse me in the series. I guess it's because maybe I'm morally bankrupt. But the people, right. the people, the people that like just stick to their guns and like trying to get to the bottom for morality, because there are a lot of other options that she has. One being naming her price. These niggas would have bought her off. Two being just riding off into the sunset. You've lost your job already. It's gotten dangerous. Just count your W's and leave. The third dumbest choice would be to keep going. You're not going to get anything out of this. You don't have a job now. It's it, I just never understand those type of characters. And I know on last episode, I compare her to like a McNulty from The Wire. Just people who just have this thing to do the right thing, even if it's like the wrong way. And it's clearly to their detriment. Do those characters irritate y'all too? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Now, now I think the McNulty is is kind of a reach because I get what you're saying, but McNulty was a dirtbag too, though, man. <laughs> she a dirtbag though. Like she she trying to play this whole. I'm trying to do this for the CIA, bitch. Like for what? Like they're, they're, you're a dirt. Like Franklin said, you don't know me from Adam yet. You write this story and, and paint me as this drug kingpin. Like I I feel like that's being a dirtbag. She. Mm -hmm. All she's trying to do is run with the story under her moral compass. But you saying McNulty was just from like blurring the lines. You going all the way to the serial killer fakings and spoiler alert. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, uh, if you ain't seen the wire. Hey, damn, yeah. spoiler. If you ain't seen yeah. the wire by now, dude. You should be ashamed. Yeah. Right. Um, I, <laughs> I I think with her, she has nothing else going. So she she doesn't mm. care. She's done this for so long and been and been chasing after this kind of story. You mm. got to think about it. You can clearly see she still loves her ex-husband. He ain't fucking with her like that. He ain't going to come back to her. Right? Mm -hmm. And then she doesn't have any contact with her daughter. So she she's like, I don't got nothing else, no way. So I think she's just putting to herself, well, if I die, I die, basically. Yeah. She's pathetic. She lives a pathetic life. Man. <laughs> the woman is pathetic. <laughs> All right, next. Uh, man boy pops up on T. Uh, clearly, he's too smart for his own good. He thinks he's outsmarted her by popping up to her house. Uh, Franklin, the rest of the crew figured this is the way that he would go. He comes in, scuffles with T. She stabs him. Franklin ends up shooting him after letting him get this long soliloquy off of shit that I wouldn't have been listening to if I had a strap in my hand. But his man, boy, like you said, the nigga always talked too much. Were you surprised that this happened so soon in the episode? Because I do believe that I called this on the last show, the last no school, the man boy will be taken out. R.I.P. to one of my favorite characters. But do you guys think this happened too soon in the episode or just right on pace? How'd you feel about man boy's death? For the episode, sake of the episode, it had to happen right now. Mm. As we would get into everything else in the episode, it set up everything else happening how it happened. Because if, th if this doesn't happen right now, we don't know when we see the other stuff. 
because mm. it leads to everything else that I don't want to spoil for the sake of the us talking about it. Everybody already knows what happens because we watched it, but mm. it has to happen right now. And that's what I was talking about when I think they rushed some stuff all in this one episode. I think they should have spread this out by putting some of this in a previous episode mm. instead of making it happen so fast. Yeah, it did came up pretty quick. Yeah. Watch what you think. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I wasn't surprised this was Man Boy's last, um, last, you know, go at it because I think in the 10th episode, we're going to get an even bigger, uh, you know, surprise or death, so to speak, because that's kind of like the, you know, it's it's the finale. You know, you have to leave the cliffhanger. Man Boy dying in episode 10, that's not a cliffhanger. It's just like, okay, we mm. he died in episode 10, okay. <laughs> And, and, and quite honestly, it wasn't a cliffhanger. It wasn't a cliffhanger that he died in episode nine. It's like we knew that Manboy's not gonna kill Franklin. He's the star of the show. This is this right. is not what we're talking about. So so yeah, I mean, um, but but to Locke's point though, I do think that they did throw a lot into this one, this episode that we'll touch on a little bit later. But yeah, yeah, I don't I think the time was right for Manboy. I was sad to see my boy go. Uh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. One of my favorite characters, man. Again, if I'm Franklin, I just no way. I, I liked how he went out in true man boy fans. He said, Man, y'all, what he say, y'all niggas is soft you, or something like that. And he went it all through them niggas. He told Jerome, <laughs> he went on all, he was your nephew's bitch. <laughs> you your nephew's so, bitch. And he, he told, told Franklin, uh, you fell in love with a bitch, a, a trick that, that's out here working for me. Yep. And then Leon, of course, he went in on Leon, but I'm not letting him get none of that off, man. Like, nigga, boom, boom. And then he didn't even, like, go on and shoot the nigga in the head, man. Like, yeah, man. playing with this nigga, man. Get right. this nigga out what of here. was all about. All these body shots he was giving. Okay, come on, man. Were y'all right. surprised that it was Franklin that did it? Like, they're trying to show this transition to Franklin being more ruthless. and Because you remember, he couldn't pull the trigger in the first two seasons. Mm-hmm. Now he own it. Yeah. Were y'all no, surprised I, by that? No, they they have, he because he has to eventually get to that. He yeah. can't always be that one that can't pull the trigger or be the soft, the soft one. I guess you're saying quotations, but he has to get to that point. I think they did that by showing that, and I think they did it by when he told T, he told her how to handle the police with the man boy situation. But the G shit he did was he said that you're a good liar. You'll figure something out what to tell the police about the bodies outside. Because you got to think about how you gonna explain you killed man boy in here. And you killed them people outside in the car. You got to come up with a hell of a lie. Man, listen, you brought up a great point as far as he had to do that because they have to show the progression that Franklin took from being Franklin Saint to the person that we know now. I agree with you one million percent there. I almost forgot, and I'm glad you said it before we get away from this scene. There is no way in hell that I'm letting T figure that shit out. Because what happens next is you go down there, like you said, and you're talking to the detectives and they're like, OK, well, who are these two dead guys outside? And she starts stumbling and fumbling. And before you know it, this business dropped dime on your ass because she don't got no other way out. Yep. Like they know she they know she's lying and they may not care enough to dive deeper into the story, but they may care enough to dive deeper into it. You may get one of them McNulty motherfuckers on your case. I would have left her laying right there with man boy. It made it look Damn. like a uh it made it look like a uh what is it a breaking and entering went wrong. She shot right. him, he shot her. The two niggas outside, like y'all got to figure that shit out by yourself, but I ain't got nothing to do with it. But her being alive and able to tell them when they ask her what happened to these three niggas outside that got shot, that's gonna come back, I think, in the next episode. I'm glad you brought that up. Y'all think we'll re is it over for T? We're not gonna see her again. Or is this going to come back to bite Franklin, leaving her to tell the story? Man, I, I think we're forgetting that. I, I think Franklin did develop some type of feelings for T. I mean, you know, um, he that wasn't just his little side piece. I mean, he was he was laying up with her, you know, having pillow talk. Oh, uh, that's, that's, that's true. true. They didn't do it. Well, you're right, though. They I think he does. We're supposed to believe that they have more feelings for each other than they've shown, though. They just ain't done a good job of showing. Like right. them being like, it's my girl. She she's like a jump off. It seemed like he go over there when he leave the club and when he get through counting his money, smash and he out. Like it ain't a lot, there ain't a lot going on though. Right. Anything on that lot? Nah, man. That that's I I agree with you. I don't know. Would you have left her alive or were you the hell no? She got to go for me. Yeah, because she because first of all, I I forgot you tried to double cross me. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You set me up. Like, are you I, already? I, yeah, like, yeah. bitch, I'm not leaving you alive. <laughs> like, no, fuck I no. I forgot that. Because clearly, you gonna go wherever the wind is blowing. Yeah, you, like, when man, the police boy. put the pressure on her, she, we gonna let your brother out of jail if you tell us who killed these four people. Oh, yeah, Franklin did. Like, come right. on, man. Nah, mm-mm. She gotta go. I'm not gonna she play with go. her at all. So, Khadijah gets the call in the next scene about man boy's death. Uh, she calls the suicide stripper squad and she gets them You're right. together. <laughs> she gets them together, selling. she's doubling the ante and um, she got the price on that head goes up. Nothing surprising here, right? This is just a setup for Khadijah. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in what made them choose the stripper suicide squad. Like, I know she got cousins or some niggas that's in the game. Like, this shit run deep in LA. Going to the stripper suicide squad is weird for me. For y'all, like yeah. just the whole. I'm, I'm just talking about from the whole point of I, I guess from a writing or a nitpicking standpoint, I just feel like that she could have had some old gangster cousins or some gangster niggas. That I just don't believe the stripper suicide squad. Yeah, that's a that's a reach for me too. Big like y'all, maybe y'all, the LA y'all, niggas y'all, may know something differently for me too. Like maybe that was a thing in LA too. Strippers was maybe, killing niggas. I don't know. Maybe they they strippers by night, killers by day. I mean. <laughs> 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 what are we doing? I, that's that's a hell of Wick a life. Nigga, you got the John Wick strippers in there. <laughs> but that call goes out. The squad goes together. She doubles the ante. Uh, next, we go to Uncle Franklin visiting Louie in the hospital. Uh, Louie gets the rundown on what's new. Unc beating Franklin's ass and just the update on the business and gives them a great plan. Call the stripper suicide squad and offer them more money because obviously that's what they're in this for. And that apparently works. Franklin likes the idea, and they put that in motion. Next, we go to the scene of Reed. Reed is fired, removed from the case. I'm not sure what actually went on there because he did some other stuff later in the episode pertaining to the CIA. Uh, we've seen this coming, right? Reed Absolutely. Fired. Yeah, it's- yeah, yeah, no surprise there. I'm, I'm curious to see what Reed's next move will be, though. Mm. Um, I will say that because, you know, he's he's a character in the show. So if he's not working this particular case or this situation, what is there for him to do? One of the best characters on the show. And yeah, and this is close to the end of the season. There's sometimes some ways how they write characters off him losing his job. So I, I don't see this show without Reed next season. Like Snowfall has been renewed for season five. And if he mm-hmm. goes off into the sunset, I'd be curious to see how they play it as far as Franklin's plug or him having the ups in the streets. Cause like Reed is a major player in everything that's going on. Well, the player in everything that's going yeah. on. Yeah, that's what I was confused about. Is he really fired? Are they gonna yeah. let him come back because uh because what happens later on in the episode? But because if he's not there, like you mentioned, how is Franklin gonna get the drugs? Yeah, it wasn't really clear. Also, right. we're still working with dude, it seems like though. That's also, he's going to be working with his boy over there. So it, it, it still wasn't clear because Franklin was tying up loose ends later in the episode that we'll get to. And we'll explore his future uh, when we come to that later scene. Next, we had a really good scene. Uh, Franklin's mom still in the season, Sissy. Uh, she's visiting Louie in the hospital. Well, excuse me. She's visiting Louie in the hospital and she's having a conversation with Jerome. And she she kind of tells Jerome she understands it a lot more than she did before why they are doing this. Did you guys get a lot out of this scene? Was it a throwaway for you? Did you think she did a good job? Sissy always kills it. So, I mean. Bodies it. Yeah, I mean, just, just from an acting chop standpoint, I mean, she's always on point with it. So, I didn't view it as a throwaway scene. I do think it was good dialogue and her explaining, you know, like you said, why they were in it. Uh and all that good stuff. So yeah, it's it's just one of those scenes where it helps the story move along. So it's it's definitely necessary. A lot. Yeah, uh, this this scene is necessary because to me, this is the scene that's seemingly showing that sis is basically about to be out. In mm. the look of her face, you know, because she tells Jerome, "I hope you make it out before something happens to you." Mm. So it's almost like to me, she's telling everybody. I'm done with this because in the last episode, we already know she couldn't do the, the business part of it no more with the real estate. And I think she's starting to really consider taking Alton up on his offer again. And she's like, I'm, I'm, you know, I hope nothing happens to you. Normally when you saying that to somebody, it's like you saying, I'm out. I hope you are safe. Facts. 
I took a, I took from this when you go back and look at series and conversations between some of the main characters, what the writers like to sneak in there is a little foreshadowing. I took this as foreshadowing for her, not only being out of the game, like that was a good call, but for something happening to Jerome. The the line that you said is what made me think that too. And I even have it written down here in my note. I hope you make it out of this before something happens to you. I think that is clear foreshadowing for something happening to Jerome in the next episode. And um, us being, you know, as fans, when you go back and look at this, or if you're just thinking into what they're saying, that this is the conversation that will be uh, looked back on. Like, damn, she said it was going to happen. So that's what yeah. I got from that. That's true. Uh, absolutely. True. Next, we got the stripper suicide squad. They visited. <laughs> Wanda goes to see them. And Wanda comes in telling a good story about how she's feeling betrayed by Leon, who didn't lift a finger to help her after she got out of the hospital. So she tries to and goes on about convincing them that she knows where Leon is. What did you guys take from this scene before it went to the next scene or before you figured out what was really going on? Did you guys peg Wanda as a traitor? Nah. She, she mm. still loves Leon at the end of the day. So you she saw right loves, Yeah. Yeah. I knew I knew exactly what was going on with this. Like, there's no way she was going to set all them up. No mm. way possible. I, I that, that never crossed my mind. I, I When she walked in, I was like, oh, yeah, they about to get set up. Really? Yeah. Why is she too? Yeah, I agree. And, and this kind of gives to the point Locke was making about stuff being rushed. Mm. We never saw Wanda really have a legitimate reason to to flip on a dime like this and, and want to, you know, all of a sudden turn her back on Leon. If this happened maybe in, I think it might have been season three, where there, when there was like a legitimate beef where Leon was like, listen, I ain't really fucking with you. You know, yeah. don't hit me up, get on. Then maybe, but they were in a good place. Mm. So, you know, yeah, I, I saw this. She was, she was, um she was playing the strippers. I saw this from the beginning. That's funny. I, I, I ain't gonna lie, y'all. I, I thought that I was like a dirty bitch. I thought that she was <laughs> on one. And the reason why was because of what you just said, though, I played too much into when she called him just recently. And he was like, look, man, I ain't got time for this shit right now. And she was trying to get some money. And Leon was like, look, bro, like, I don't know what you well, I'm glad that you got going on, whatever you got going on. But I can't I ain't got nothing to do with it right now. And I think that her being in an emotional state that she was may have ran with that and been like, fuck him. So they they fooled me. I ain't gonna lie. I thought that she was in there for a minute to, to really set them up. And I also thought, well, excuse me, part of the reason why I thought that it would help with the plot. And I was thinking, okay, these niggas just got this figured out. Now this bitch done threw some whole salt in the game and threw everything off just because it was a loose end that wasn't tied with Leon and her. So they fooled me. I ain't gonna lie. Um, next we go to Ivy and Reed celebrating Reed's release. Fired, retirement, whatever it may be. But Avi tells Reed, you can't take this too personal. And you have a nice skill set, my boy. I have an opening. Do you want to come work for me? <laughs> that may be the read. That may be what keeps him around in season five. I personally would love to see the Avi Reed combo for a whole year and them working with each other and see how that affects Franklin. You guys think he'll take him up on the offer? Shoot, he hit me. I mean, hell, he may not have a choice. Yeah. You know, because and and I feel I still think that there's a part to, to Avi's story that's being left out. I mean, he has access to that underground tunnel mm. vibe or whatever. So I don't know if they'll explore that or not, but Avi No, no, not also Avi. Avi, the 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 Israeli. My bad, my bad, my bad. Israeli. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So, um, so my bad. I take what I said back then. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about <laughs> yep, the Israeli. Yeah. 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 I don't think he'll work with him. I don't think he'll work with him. I think he'll work with, uh, Ozzy. I'm also, yeah. Yeah. yeah Lock, what you think? Yeah. I, I don't think he'll work with him either because he doesn't want to give Avi that control. Cause remember, Avi tried to do some re was like, hold up, my man. Don't forget. I'm running this show. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think he wants to give Ivy that power to, to Ivy to say, now, now you working for me. You got to do this shit my way. So mm. I don't think he will work with Ivy. I love Ivy's character and I feel like he was jumping on an opportunity. Now he knows that he, no 
he knows that he won't always have a leg up on a person like Reed and somebody with that set of skills that can get shit done. You down in the dumps right now, my nigga. Here's a, here's a lifeguard, my nigga. Come come with me. And um, I think that he was really just jumping on the opportunity, taking a half court shot, shot and dog really hail mary pass. It, it, it he probably didn't expect much from it, but I do think that they will explore it more because as we said with the other scene and the stuff going on with Reed, I just don't see him going back to the CIA and he has to stay a part of the show. I don't see him leaving the show either. So I feel like that this was the perfect breadcrumb to have him in season five working with Avi and seeing where that goes out to. And I'm here for it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely here for it. All right, next we have Wanda bringing the hitman to the site of the, you know, the setup that they have. And obviously, as you guys predicted, called it was a, they found out it was a setup. Franklin made them an offer. This is when he hit him with the line. I got more money than God. And kind of, <laughs> you know, just makes them an offer to, to get get the ups on Khadijah. Did you guys think they would take the deal? Did you guys think that they would not take the deal as this was playing out? I thought they didn't have a choice but to take the deal for two reasons. Mm. They know they money hungry. All they want is money. Two, if they don't take this deal, they're going to be having to watch their back forever because Jerome is not going to let this shit go for sure then. He's going to be out for blood to get them regardless. And I still think, well, I get to that. For, I say that for my prediction from with that. But, yeah, I think they had no choice but to take that deal because they don't want to be on the run watching their back for what they did to Louis. Mm. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, when this proposition was being made, Unk had his guns locked and loaded right, right there, there. Say no if you want to, bitch. Yep. <laughs> right. So it was really kind of a situation where it's like, you either take this deal or Unk is about to just unload on you right now. So, you know. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, and, and also to Locke's point, they were definitely money hungry chicks. So why not? You know, yeah. I, I thought that money was the number one goal for them. Money is the ultimate eraser. And, and you got a lot of money, man. You can erase a lot of fucked up situations. And Franklin used it to his advantage, and I like it. Uh, the only person that don't don't care about money is Irene, clearly. I, for some fucking reason, <laughs> Irene's the only asshole. It won't take a payoff, man. Shout out to Irene. Irene. I would not be paid off. Yeah, I, I would get to the bottom of this. The CIA <laughs> needs to be outed. Bitch, I up. just love the black community. Take this million dollars and go to fucking Tahiti, bitch. <laughs> um, so Irene's working at the pool hall. The Grim Reaper walks up on her, a.k.a. Reed. <laughs> Taps on the shoulder, rightfully scares the shit out of her. Uh, acts like he has hat in hand coming to give her the story. This played out with him losing his job. Was there ever a moment, a split second that you guys thought that Reed was actually helping this lady? Uh, yeah. You I did? thought he made it. I, yes. I thought he yeah. made it believable because... He said he was going to tell it all by saying he was going to fuck over the CIA because they fucked him over. Mm. I think it was believable enough to her. Do I think he was really helping her? No. But I think he did a great job selling it, making it seem believable. Because at the end, of, when he first started talking, you could tell she still was iffy about it. She was still looking over her shoulders and checking the door to see if somebody's going to come in and get her and all that. But I think what sold her was when he said, they think they can fuck me over and get away with it. Nah, they fucked me over, so I'm going to fuck them over. And I think that got her comfortable to go ahead and be like, okay, yeah, this is going to be cool. Did you see through this as a viewer, though? Did you did you think that he had flipped and was giving her information, or did you see it was part of the setup? I, no, I didn't think Reed, Reed won't flip like that. Yeah, I didn't Reed, think he was going to flip at all. Reed down for his country. Yeah. So, watch what you get from it. Right. Yeah, I agree with Locke. I think he did convince Irene enough from, you know, from that scene aspect, aspect he convinced her enough. But as a viewer, though, I knew he wasn't going to flip because he we all know that Reed understands that the CIA, they will take you out if necessary. So uh, I don't think he's going to risk his life by talking to some gossip journalist to me at this point exactly. <laughs> about Exactly. About you know what's going on and all that type of stuff. So so no, I you knocked her all the way down to a <laughs> gossip journal, yeah. national inquirer writer. <laughs> right. That's funny yeah. as shit. All right, now that whole thing plays out. Did you think Bree put something in the drink? 
Y'all thought that was it pretty obvious? No, they they did that. And then this is one of the scenes I thought they did a great job because mm-hmm. going into it, I just knew I was like, okay, when he said you want something to drink, you went to the bar. I was like, okay, he's gonna poison a drink. Mm-hmm. And they didn't, you didn't see that. Nah, he got the two drinks and he walking right back to the table. So to me, I think they did a great job setting this up right here. Because at I this point, it. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. what how is he gonna get her? Yeah. I love it when TV shows let me be intelligent. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need you to tell me everything, dude. Mm-hmm. Give yeah. me a couple breadcrumbs. Let me figure it out. That's mm-hmm. what I liked about this lot. Because you're right. They weren't very clear if he was going in there with the, I'm trying to trick her, or if he had really flipped. They did a good job. And Reed just, he pays his poker face brilliantly throughout this whole series. Mm-hmm. Going up to the bar and ordering those drinks, since they didn't show it, you did kind of wonder, like, hey, did he did he poison the drink or is right. he legit now? Because that's the perfect opportunity, like you said. And if you had seen it, you're like, okay, that was predictable. But since you didn't see it, I think, like you said, like they did a great job in playing that out on on camera. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I think, yeah, I, I'm glad they did not show us that he poured something into her drink. Uh, I was looking at an angle on my television to see if I could, you know, <laughs> get a certain camera shot that wasn't available to everybody else. <laughs> but nah, man, nah, yeah, you guys, yeah, I agree with you guys. I'm glad they didn't blatantly show us that he did it. And um, how they, you know, pretty much shot that scene was perfect. Yeah. Yep. And I, I skipped over a scene, my bad, where Khadijah got the call from Diamond in Dallas. Um, and this is, goes to a little bit, so I want to go back to it. And this was right before the Irene scene where Khadijah gets that call from Diamond in Dallas, a.k.a. the stripper suicide squad. Uh, <laughs> you know, that they got the ups on Leon and they tell her, let's ride out. Important part of this is that Scully tells her she needs to get the hate out of her heart. And he's mm. not riding with her. Most dramatic turn of the series is Scully being this docile towards the violence and everything that we were introduced to him as. And quite frankly, I'm disappointed by it. He was my MVP of the season. I picked Scully to like shake it. And he has been a flower on the wall to say the very least. How you guys feel about Scully right now? For the, for the sake of the show, Scully couldn't go. He couldn't because if he goes, there are no villains left. Mm. So we kind we already they've already so shown what's happened at this point. We know that she's about to be set up. They've already said that because, like you said, they've already talked and made a deal with the suicide suicide strippers. So if Scully goes, he's gonna be taken out too. So I think for the sake of the show to keep some villains available, they left him to stay. And will I get into something later on with him? in another scene. But the other thing that was funny about this scene was he was complaining about the no brain, no brain Q-tips. That was funny as hell to me. <laughs> Did you, you know what he used those Q-tips for, right? Cause I didn't know, you know, he what? used it to dip acid. Oh my God. Gosh. Yeah. He put, he put the acid on the end of the kiss thing. Apparently in LA back then he put the acid on the end of the Q-tip and put the acid in your ear. Oh, I thought he was pointing his ear. He did that in one of them earlier scenes. Yeah, yeah, that's like acid. Well, I I can't think of the name. EMTD, whatever the fuck they call it. That's funny. Crazy shit from the 70s. That's That's why he was mad about the no brand. Yeah, that's why he was mad. You ain't got the good brand, the good swab. You don't get the good absorption and shit, man. He can't get high like he wants to. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I wanted to make sure I hit on that because I don't know, man. I'm majorly disappointed. I, I was expecting a lot from Scully this season. And even if he is, like you said, the the biggest villain in episode 10 i still don't think that it's done right by his character i would would have expected him or wanted him as a viewer just to cause ruckus the whole season and that's what we were introduced to him as this crazy wild motherfucker and i get like in episode 10 if he goes crazy and they have to deal with him i get kind of like the impact of him being away for a couple of episodes, but I would rather him been present all the episodes being crazy as Scully as a pair to spacing it out. And now we may get this crazy Scully in the last episode, which we'll get to later. I'm sure you right. guys have thoughts on that when we go to the man with the Scully scene. All right. Next, as we grow closer to the end of the episode and we go past that Irene scene that we talked about prematurely, we have Khadijah walking in on the setup, obviously, um, 
tries to talk shit. Unk wasn't listening to her shit like Franklin was listening to Man Boy shit. And he ends that little speech real quick. Uh, man, uh, Leon is clearly hurt from this. Clearly, he's a changed character, as I was just saying about Scully as well. For the worse, and the streets have affected him in a, in a certain way that I don't like to see him because that's not the character I was introduced to either. Do you guys, how are you guys taking as fans the effect that killing the kid had on Leon? How is it playing out for you? Lou don't want to see no characters grow at all. No, I don't want to see niggas <laughs> crying and shit and right. emotions. Nigga, this is a street show, man. <laughs> niggas is barbarians. Now I'm fucking around. <laughs> right. How do y'all feel about Leon though? Like Leon, like just losing the street sense that he had and just being. What? Well, you know, Spike Lou, I'll say this now. I don't know if it was you or tw- or M Extra earlier on. One of you guys called that either Scully or Leon would take this route as far as, you know, feeling the guilt of, you know, things they had done. I didn't expect for it to be both. <laughs> but, hmm. but uh, was, you know, it was with- Brother Big Curl. M Extra. Brother <laughs> Big Curl. Was yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't expecting for it to be both characters, but, um, you know, I'm not surprised at, at Leon. I, I think, you know, well, first of all, he, he should feel guilty mm-hmm. because him killing a little girl definitely was not his intent. Yeah. Um, and it was really, he, he was on the defensive, right? So he knew that these people were after him, so on and so forth. And it was something that just transpired and happened. I don't think he was out trying to be an assassin. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not disappointed by it, to answer your question. Yeah, that, that you can clearly see that Leon is still fucked up about killing that little girl in this scene because he's trying to, you know, apologize to Khadijah more and get her to accept his apology, which I knew she wouldn't. Hell, I wouldn't. You killed my, my daughter. I'm not accepting yeah, an apology. No yeah, man. ain't no accepting me. that. Right. But <laughs> um, the other thing I took out of this scene is that, like you mentioned, Lou, Jerome was tired of hearing that shit and yeah, he got yeah. his revenge for Louie for sure. He wasn't trying to hear that shit. But you could see in his face that some, I think Wash, you was hitting on a couple of snow scoops back that he's getting tired of all the killing. Because when he, after he shot at the end, you could see in his face that that shit is bothering him a little bit. It's like, man, I'm over, I'm getting tired of these killing and shit. Well, yeah, man, if you guys remember the first time uh, Unk killed somebody was in that setup that went wrong, right? He was mm-hmm. and, uh, about it too. He went back to the club and was telling Louie how, you know, I mean, I had to kill a nigga today. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like, it definitely wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't was, proud of it. And you could tell yeah, it he wasn't proud of it. All I want to do is, is sell speakers and. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But, and. Unk was one of them. Leon is one of them. How does going into season five and that's, that's what makes me think of, we'll have a big drastic change in episode 10 that i get into in the predictions but how does franklin successfully continue to move forward with all this essentially dead weight like leon ain't the same leon that you signed up with Unk clearly isn't going to be the same Unk, auntie just getting out of the hospital damn near dead your mom's about to leave your dad like you frankly finna have to kill him like this nigga whole team is depleted. Like yep. as far as how we started and where we are now, and none of them have, have for the other than Peaches, he's the only person that ain't really have been affected at all. Yeah. And I, I and that's why, and we've all been on record saying this. This need season five needs to be the last season. Yeah, they yep. can't go much further than this. Yeah. Because next I, season, yeah. next season is gonna be rough for Franklin. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. look like he got a lot going for him. Man. Exactly. Yep. All right, next we have um, Reed and Irene leaving the bar. <clears throat> Clear what's ha- about to happen here, man. The suspense, no no suspense at all. We definitely see how this is about to play out. Um, Chief staggers to her car. Clearly has had too much to drink or the effects of what Reed put in her drink starts to kick in. Uh, they cut from that to Sissy visiting Louie in the hospital. And she visits Louis in, Louis in the hospital. Alton is there. Her and Alton and Brace talk about their plans for the future. She wonders, is he still leaving? He says, no, he's there to protect her. They embrace. Franklin walks off. <laughs> <laughs> in the most disrespectful manner possible, tells them to stop hugging his parents. Uh, said that ain't that nigga job no more to make sure that she's happy. 
how do you what do you guys think about Franklin Nimitz saying? <laughs> Frankly, hey, it's just starting to show that he's becoming that that person. He's just more and more that's showing even more because he he was like, that ain't your job no more, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> like, and this is right after Sissy has embraced this man, mm-hmm. her, her ex-husband or husband, whatever y'all they are now. But it goes back to again, she says him says to him that she's so tired. Mm. So this is what I was talking about. I think she's thinking about taking him up on the offer, even though he says he's not leaving if she's not leaving. But if she says, you know what? I'm Let's over go. it. Let's leave. He going to be gone. real nice right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hey, this this is Franklin being the most disrespectful. I mean, clearly their their father, their father-son relationship has completely fallen off. That's I mean, I I couldn't imagine ever saying something like that to my pops. And after after you hit your pops with the pistol, though, like there really ain't no coming back from. Like Alton's biggest mistake is not beating the shit out of Franklin. Like if you got to kill me, you can kill me. But if you expect to keep coming around and 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 being there with your wife and this nigga not to talk to you like that, nigga, you got to whoop his ass, man. And and I keep saying that not that Franklin's some punk or something, but my nigga, you on a cane. You just got shot not too like man. Come on, bro. I'm gonna beat the dog shit out of you for talking to me and your mama like that in this hospital. Mm-hmm. And like I'm I'm just gonna do that. If Aunt got to pull me up off of you, you got to pull your little strap out or whatever, but you're not gonna talk to me like that, bro. I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. More importantly, you're not gonna talk to your moms like that. And I think that that, that was that goes a long way in the showing, like sissy, as we've said, she's a very strong black woman in this series, but Due to Franklin being the breadwinner of the family, she's willing to take a little bit more bullshit from him than she would have when we first were introduced to her and his relationship. Like Franklin used to walk on pins and needles around her. Now he got all of his money. He feel like that he can talk to people and her the way that he wants to. And I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, he he definitely overstepping his boundaries as a, a son to his mama. Even if she do, even he does got all the money. Yeah, I'm with you. Austin got to slap that nigga or something. Yeah, like you just got to take the cause you dealt at that point on, but you can't let that man talk to your wife like that. Like you got to smack him. You got to beat me up, shoot me, hit me with the pistol again, whatever. I promise you, you're not going to talk to my wife like that in this hospital. That's that, that at the very least should have been his response other than walking off. Um, But I think that she's looking at Franklin in a different light now too. And this is kind of just like stamped her passport. Yeah, I ain't, I'm not gonna deal with a nigga talking to me like that or his dad. So I think, like you said about her being tired, like she's on her way out of there. Mm-hmm. Good scene though. I was disappointed in front of him. Next scene we get Irene nodding off behind the wheel. Obviously, like I said, the writing's been on the wall since she went on the radio show. What was about to happen to her? Then we go from a split second to Scully at the morgue looking at Khadija's body. I think you wanted to go a little bit in on this lock. I'm going to give my thought of it first, and I'll let you guys take it. This, I think, is what the writer room, the directors, the people behind this series is kind of going to be like the turning point back for Man Boy and being the villain that we were introduced to him as. As I said earlier when I was talking about it, like we were introduced as this crazy, reckless person, and then he's kind of like been cut off from that. I think they did that to bring him back in episode 10, wilder, crazier than ever. He's lost his girl. Man boy got killed. His, his uh, daughter's gotten killed at this point. So he just is going to be on a rampage, episode 10. And that's probably going to be the primary, the, the majority of the episode, them trying to deal with the backlash of taking the majority of Scully's family away from him. Did you guys get that from his morgue team? Do you think that he's going to just, on be a priest now what do you guys think the next move for scully is going to be yeah this is the switch this is the switch that cuts back on that gets him back to that that scully that we were introduced to in the earliest season and beginning of the season he he has nothing left he's a rock bottom now nobody's there for him like you mentioned everybody's dead so this is going to be the scene that flips him out and he's going to go fucking nuts on episode 10. facts yeah, I totally agree, man. This is a hey, it's predictable, man. You know, in, in a good way, though, in a good way, because like you said, uh, Lou, we want to see Scully in this element. 
mm-hmm. you know, out for revenge, talking that crazy talk, you know, straight gangster, West Coast. Yeah. To the fullest, yeah, man. So Scully from the, the bottoms. Same. That's what we want. We want Scully from <laughs> yeah. the bottoms back, and he's gonna be in full effect in this next episode. Then we go back, like we've been saying, to the writing on the wall. Irene has wrecked her car. Reed pops up out of nowhere, been following her. Um, chokes out, pulls the Tony Soprano on Christopher Montesante, uh car wreck, <laughs> and she's dead. Puts the pills in her, takes the tape. That's the end of the story for Irene. You guys, you think we'll get any, like, does she write something and leave it with her husband? Or, or is she going to make any impact other than what she's already made in this point? No, nah, it's over with. It's over for It's over. She out of there. It's over done with, with Irene. Yeah, and cancel it. She done. We'll never hear about Irene again. <laughs> Rightfully so, though. Right. You made yeah. her bed. You lay in it, bitch. Yeah. She chose the <laughs> <to pass. laughs> <laughs> All right. Lastly, the last two episodes, excuse me, the last two scenes of the episode. One, we have Franklin and his mom at the hospital looking at the news. They hear about Irene's death. Rightfully, his mom is shocked. Like, she doesn't know what's going on. And Reed walks into the hospital. He has a conversation with Franklin and he's taking care of what he needs to take care of about this leak. And he asks Franklin, what are we going to do about your father? Franklin says he's going to handle it. Do you guys see Franklin taking action against his dad or is Reed going to have to step in? Yeah, man, man, before we go there, man, this is where I I love to give credit to Sissy and the actress that plays her. Mm -hmm. The way she looked at Franklin when she was watching the news was just classic, dude. That's a classic mama look like. Bro. Can't believe you. Man, she, looked, she looked at Franklin like, bro, you are a madman. Like, what do you got going? This ain't the nigga I raised. Right. 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 I don't know who you are. Right. She looked at him like, who are you? Right. Yeah. It, yeah. it was a point, man. It was a point. She did a great job acting with no words there. Because even when he got up and walked away and re walked in, you could kind of see her head tilting like, yep. What the fuck? <laughs> so, and and that may have been another breadcrumb as to where the role that Sissy plays in this. And good first time she's seen Reed, one of the few times she's seen Reed, I think she knows who Reed is now. Unless yeah, she yeah, was at the party at Auntie's house. I mean, at Auntie. Well, no, she wasn't at the party. Yeah, that's the first time she's seen Reed. I think. Mm-hmm. So maybe that plays something into something. But um, y'all think that Reed's gonna have to step in here, or is Franklin gonna have? To to be able to take care of his dad yeah i think he's had to step in mm. i think he's gonna take care of him mm. he's so he, he don't care about him no more at this point you, you already done pistol whipped him <laughs> I, I disagree though I, I disagree i think that he does still care about him that's why he's being so sassy and emotional towards him if he was like this interested like just whatever man like i don't give a fuck about you you ultimately betrayed me and told the reporter if he had had like just that kind of like nonchalantness towards him i would be fearful but he the the emotion that he has towards him lets me know that he still has a lot of love for him and there's something there that he may not be able to do so i think Reed gonna have to step in too and lastly the last scene of the episode alton the aforementioned franklin's dad is in the hotel room he hears about the information on irene he starts to get his shit he know it shit has hit the proverbial fan time to him to get out of there get shit in motion because if she's dead he's next and he's smart enough to realize that and he's out of there do you guys think that alton next episode will see some repercussions for what he's did or are they going to play this out into the season five i think they're gonna play it out the season five mm. i think that's gonna be one of the cliff one of the cliffhangers that happens like they, it's going to be a point where he's going to have to decide like he's going to be face to face with reed or he's going to be face to face with franklin and we don't know what's going to happen sissy's going to be there though they're mm. going to put sissy in the scene mm. that's a good point i think he may be i think we're going to lose well well i'll get to that in the predictions what do you think uh watch do we see more of franklin's dad in the next season or he's going to be taking care of the next episode Ah, man, you know, I think they're going to take care of him in the next episode. Mm. Uh, I think, you know, 
he's run his course. He's run his course, man. I mean, he really didn't have much left to really offer to as far as um, the series goes. Franklin doesn't care about him, at least on a personal level, he doesn't. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think we wrap Alton up this season. I, I don't. I think he maneuvers his way out of it. I think that he gets away and maybe an unsuspecting adversary to Franklin in season five. Like maybe they they make a, a line of division between the mom, the dad, and Franklin, and that's the kind of back and forth mm. that you have in that last season. So I do think that I think that he'll get away from Franklin. I think that he's smarter than Franklin. I think that he, Franklin's too emotional about the situation and won't be able to do it. And then Reed's gonna come in too late. Um, so I do think that we'll see more Alton in season five, which brings me to the episode ranking one to ten. Want to know what you guys thought of it? Man, if I'm going to start, I'm going to do this as a nine. This was a great episode, man. Um, even with the predictability, it still plays out great on scene. Uh, everything that they showed, I think they hit home. Each each scene in this episode, they did what they needed to do to keep the story moving forward. Locke, what you got for a episode rank? Um, I give it an eight and a half mm-hmm. because it had to action in it with the three killings. But I took off points because I think it was rushed. I think they put all three of those killings in the same episode was rushed. I think mm. they could have spread those out some a little bit. I don't think because think about it, they showed they showed uh man boy, then a couple of scenes later, then Khadija was dead. Then the next scene, Irene was dead. It's like damn, y'all couldn't spread this out at all. We just get all this all in one episode. I think they rushed it a little bit. Like, I think they could expand it on killing the man boy making a little more exciting, I guess, and say, instead of him just walking in and they just popping him like that. Mm, that's fair. What do you rate this episode, Wash? Yeah, I agree, man. That's exactly why I gave it an eight, is because, you know, they, they didn't have to kill off three characters in one episode. Mm. You know, that's that's really solely the reason why I gave it an eight. Other than that, I mean, great episode. The acting is always on point. Uh, you know, the way they shoot the scenes is always on point, too, so yeah, that was my only reason for taking points off was because of you know them killing three characters in one in one uh, episode that also happens to be at the episode for the finale. So maybe they that ain't rushed. I don't know what it is. Maybe maybe they got a big a big death for us in uh, episode ten. Maybe, maybe they got that coming. Maybe uh, MVP of the episode for me. I. I don't know if I named him in my last episode, but definitely this episode and the acting that Jam and Jerome has done. Uh, fantastic. Like, I, Unk is definitely my MVP for the episode. Uh, he's moving the story forward. I can't wait to see how they continue to play his character out. Um, even on Twitter. Well, I don't know if it was Twitter or Instagram after the scene. I see he put a tweet out. He said, uh, smoking on that man boy pack tonight <laughs> yeah man that was fucking hilarious uh yeah. so i i just love he's doing his thing man and that, he did his thing this episode he, the acting he's doing is great minus the ugly ass wig but <laughs> jay crow wig ain't nothing yeah, yeah, man, them wigs have always come across as, as exaggerated now with the wigs nah. like, are they fucking fun to the west coast yeah, it's, it's almost like they being funny like right <laughs> Nigga curl look like that. <laughs> I think you got the preacher curl. <laughs> Who do you guys have for MVP of the episode? Watch. Hey man, my, my girl Wanda came through again, man. Hey. I think I've had her MVP twice. Low so far. Sneaky MVP right there. She did sneaky MVP, deal, man. man. I mean, she set everything in motion, man. If Wanda doesn't make the connection of uh, you know, looping everybody in to mm-hmm. To, to set things up. I mean, hey, this is really a different episode altogether. So, Wanda, it is. Locke, who is your MVP of the episode? I got to agree with you, Lou, man. Jerome killed this episode from the beginning from his exchange with Franklin. When he walked up to him, first of all, he gave him a pistol and he gave him a chopper. Hit him in the chest and said, hey, man up, nigga. Let's go. That nigga man, said, oh. what did he say? Hey, boy, he had a hard ass line. He said, shit might be hard, but a damn soul ain't difficult. Hey, boy. Right. I said, let me write that down. Right. So, <laughs> hey, that was killer right there, man. Yeah. 
So you're it, taking notes. Right. Uh, yeah. it, it started from the beginning of the episode right there. And then, you know, he fought, beat up Franklin. Then the way he was sitting at the table when they were talking to T. Then like, watch shit. He stepped out the car with the chopper on his hip, ready to shoot the, the <laughs> suicide strippers. He just, he just killed this whole episode, man. So I, I had to give it to Jerome also. That man was on a rampage by this woman, boy. <laughs> I respect it. Yeah, man, right, man. In the Terminator, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Lastly, before we get out of here, man, we appreciate you guys joining us for Snow School. We will end this episode with predictions for the season finale. Me, personally, think we have another big death. I do not think that episode nine was the end of uh, what we see in the death total. There may be another big death, another big revelation, something to do with Leon and his position and in, in how he feels about this whole game. So I'm anxious to see how they set up the new beginning of season five and ending this with Leon lingering, auntie in the hospital, uncle halfway on board mom's halfway out of town i'm really interested to see how they tie all of these loose ends up and what we get from that and if i had to predict we're going to lose somebody not due to leaving but due to getting killed mm. and scully goes on a rampage we kind of mm. said that earlier but scully goes on a rampage prediction from you guys um i agree scully's gonna go nuts he, he he's gonna flip the script he's gonna go try to kill everybody uh, I think Jerome is still going to kill the suicide uh, strippers, even though they've agreed to be on board and they paid him, I think, because you think, remember Franklin said, we're going to get them on board and then we do what we got to do. So. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I, I, yeah. I would like to see what, how Franklin moves in that situation too. So watch predictions. My prediction is that they get rid of Alton and like you said, they set up season five with the rest of the uh, main players. So yeah, I think Alton will be the, the death slash cliffhanger of the season mm. because we, we also have to remember, man, if, if you know, Alton being killed by, let's just say Reed, for example, what does that do for the relationship of Franklin Reed and Franklin? He's not going to take that in stride. No, he's not. Especially if he couldn't do it. Right. Like if there's, a, there's a reason that presents itself why he can't do it and Reed steps in and do it, then how you write, how does that play forward? And even the clarity on what Reed got going on. Mm -hmm. He said, we don't know if he's fired. Can he still get the dope in from Franklin? The whole camp right. over there has been demolished where they was getting the dope from anyway. Like that, that was where the drugs came from. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out and how they set it up for season five, man. This has been Snow School, man. I was joined by my brothers from other mothers, man. Sean Walsh, Coach sure. Locke. Make sure you guys check out FSP, man. This has been a Realville Media production. Guys, make sure you check out all the other shows on the network. We're hitting your head over the head with hip-hop, sports, and fashion. Check out each show respectively, man. I am Spike Lou. We are out. Peace. Chill.